the rest. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again after another um, exciting weekend of NFL games. Joe Burrow and the Bengals upset the Chiefs at their own little overtime game. Pretty excited about that. Um, pretty excited that the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series finale is this Friday over on YouTube, 3Y TV, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. But just like we always do, head over to staytunesports.net to follow all of our social media accounts. It's on the right-hand side there. Um... Next week's episode, I'm going to announce a giveaway, but you have to listen to the episode to, in order to be eligible and find out the rules and how to how to enter. Um, head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports. Just another way to show your support for a show, which I appreciate every one of you that have uh, shown the support through the years. And we still have our... Uh, STS chat line, hotline, bitch line, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, 612 STS chat. Call that. Tell me how good I'm doing or bad I'm doing or how you agree or disagree with some of my takes on, uh, especially some of the topics uh, to- that we're talking about today. And it'll be aired on the show the following week that you, that you call. So... Kicking off the show, like I said, uh, this past Friday was the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series over on 3YTV YouTube, uh, on YouTube, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. They were at uh, Auto Club Speedway this this past uh, weekend. And my fault for thinking that we actually had two or three more races. This coming Friday will be the, uh, the championship finale for the chase. Um, I'll kind of give an update in a minute here of where some of the racer stands and who I think may win it. Uh, but this past week, our Stay Tune Sports truck driver, Matt Cherry, pulled out the win. Um, I know Drew Eisman wasn't too excited uh, about how he pulled the win out by using a lap car basically to block um, Jason Gracias and uh, John Conazaro. Um But I was screaming my head off to use him. I mean... Matt Cherry is fourth in points still and needed a lot of help, a lot of points, needed a win just to kind of still be in consideration for the the title. So if I was in his spot, it might not be the uh, nicest move or, you know, gentleman-like move, but I would have did the same thing. And with the win, though, it only moved him up, um, I think, like six or seven points closer to Gracias. Uh, right now, he's he's still back 94 points. I think basically Cherry has to win, and Gracias and Conzaro have to have really bad weeks, um, like finish 15th to 20th spot to be able uh, to, to pull off the win. Um, the chase itself, it's basically down to a three-man chase. Uh, Jason Gracias, Conzaro, and uh, Matt Cherry. Uh, this this Friday they're at Atlanta. 
uh, racing. And as far as um, my three racers to watch uh, for the chase update, which is sponsored by Max Graphics, Max Graphics, why settle for less? Head over to their Facebook page for any type of um, paint schemes that you want for your iRacing car, truck, whatever vehicle he, you drive. So kind of updated Jason Gracias, like I said, he, he finished in third this past week. He actually upped his lead over Conzero to uh, 31 points. A top 10 finish basically should lock up the championship for him. Um, and the way he's been racing these past five, six weeks, I don't think he had below a, a, a finish in you know, fifth or lower. Um, Philip Scott, he's in fourth place right now. He's pretty much out of the chase. Um, he's behind 300 points, so there's no way really for him to, to catch him. And John Canizero had a good finish, came in second. He's still fourth in a uh, fourth in a chase. Or I'm sorry, I forget where he's at. <laughs> I thought thought he was in fourth, but he's uh, about 50 points back from Jason Gracias. No matter what, he needs a win. He, he's been other than I think the first race in the chase for the championship, he's been pretty consistently up there. So if he could pull off a win. And again, this all boils down to Jason Gracias having a bad week. I mean, I, I've been watching iRacing now for, I would say, about two, three years now, you know, with our, our boy Scott Crump over Erska, which they kick off uh, February 7th, uh, this coming Monday. So make sure you head over there and, and root on Scott to, to win that the, the first race of the season. Um, he had an outstanding. We've seen you know Scott have an outstanding regular season, make it to the playoffs only to lose out because of a bad week, and that's what it's boiling down to for Jason Gracias. But he hasn't shown any signs of bad weeks lately, so I think he's going to pull it out. I'm hoping Matt Cherry could pull it out just because of a it'd be a nice little um, underdog story if he were to win the championship. Don't forget, uh, he, he only made the chase because of um, Jeff Price injuring his hand and giving up his spot. So he kind of got lucky there. Maybe he'll get lucky this weekend. Friday, over on YouTube, 3Y TV, 9 p.m. Eastern Time for the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series. Yay! Last weekend, we had the... Uh, the conference finals for the for the NFL: Bengals versus Chiefs and the Niners versus the Rams. Now, granted, they weren't as good as the divisional games, but especially the Bengals-Chiefs game that was a hell of a game. Um, I was rooting for Burrow and the Bengals just because, like I, I said plenty of times on the show, I like Mahomes, I like Andy Reid, I just cannot stand. Mahomes' fiance and brother. And it made me so happy to see that they lost. Even if it was to the Browns or, or any other team in the AFC. Just so happy they lost. So we don't have to see TikTok videos or that that horse mouth of a, a fiance Patrick Mahomes has. But the thing that Burrow impressed me about was he never wavered. He never wavered. He, they were down 18 points, just like week 17. And brought them all the way back to win in overtime, which is funny 
because when it went to overtime, Chiefs won the toss, came across the scroller. No NFL team has ever won back-to-back overtime games. And in 13 seconds of their first drive in the overtime, Patrick Mahomes throws a touch or uh, interception only for Joe Burrow to march down the field and, and get the game-winning field goal. In only his, what, second or third season? You know, it, it's a nice story, and this is why I'm pulling for him. I mean, he blows out his knee last year. He was having a, 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 a another really good season. And I'll admit, you know, when he got drafted, I didn't think he would be where he's at now, you know, playing this good. Um, but the Bengals versus the Rams Super Bowl... I'm not going to get my prediction this week. I'll give it next weekend. But I will admit, I am pulling for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. If that offensive line could just keep him upright, it's only a matter of time before him and Jamar Chase get it going. Because, I mean, we saw that with the Chiefs game. Chiefs, you know, had Chase, uh, you know, under, under lock. And second half came and was able to you know, move him around and start throwing on first down instead of running, um, which was given a lot of single coverage for Chase. And uh, they were able to start connecting. As far as the Rams 49ers game, I'm just going to start off by saying this. I don't blame Garoppolo totally for that interception. Two reasons why. That offensive line just seemed like all game... Even though there was no sacks, was always collapsing around Garoppolo. So he had rushes passes to begin with. And the second reason is the dude he threw it to, forget the guy's name, it hit off his hand. It wasn't like it hit off the tip of his fingers. He should have caught that. And unfortunately, he didn't. And that's what sealed the fate for the 49ers. I was pulling for Matthew Stafford at the Rams. Um... I don't like Jalen Ramsey, so I kind of don't like, you know, I was more pulling for Stafford than the Rams team, because for Stafford to endure all that misery in Detroit for all those years, he deserves it, and he's a hell of a quarterback, and Stafford and Cooper Cup, which... Again, you know, for us Eagles fans out there, let's not forget, yes, how he missed on DK Metcalf, how he missed on Justin Jefferson, but Cooper Cup was begging Howie Roseman to draft him to be a Philly. He wanted to be an Eagles. He wanted to play for the Eagles, and three for three, how he messed up. So, I don't know how I feel about this matchup, you know, Bengals versus the Rams. I mean, obviously, the Rams have... A very good defense, very good offense. I don't know if the Bengals have a good enough defense to slow down that offense to give Joe Burrow a chance to be one of a kind. Another thing that popped up during the week about Joe Burrow, no quarterback has ever in the history of NFL won the Heisman, won the NCAA championship, and won a Super Bowl. So he could possibly be the first. And that's that's up there with like the Dan Marinos, the Steve Youngs, the, you know, 
the Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and here's a kid, second year in, already being mentioned in that class. With the Super Bowl coming up and the Pro Bowl coming this weekend, obviously I'm not going to tune into the Pro Bowl. I'll I'll probably end up tuning into the uh, the, the, the race at the Coliseum. So make sure you guys head over to the ST Sports Podcast Twitter page because I may be live tweeting about that. Um, the NFL awards will be coming out. I think they said this this weekend during the Pro Bowl or maybe it was next Saturday, the Saturday before the, the Super Bowl. So I picked three awards for myself to name the winners of. Obviously, Coach of the Year, MVP, and Comeback Player of the Year. Um, here's here's my picks. So Coach of the Year, I mean, really? You know, you guys may say I'm, I'm being biased, this and that. Really boils down to, for me to Zach Taylor of the Bengals and Nick Sariani of the Eagles. I know you guys are probably like, well, Jim, why, why the Eagles? I mean, they, they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Well, if you look at Zach Taylor, who made it to the Super Bowl, and his team, they pretty much started kind of the same. Uh, plus, going into the season, both teams had low expectations. No one expected the Bengals to go 10 and 7 and Philly going 9 and 8. Bengals, you know, you didn't know what you're getting back in Joe Burrow. You didn't know if the offensive line is going to um, step up. You sure as hell didn't know if Jamar Chase was the wrong pick. Like, you know, let's not forget in the preseason there, he was having a hard time adjusting to the footballs because of the the, the white stripe that the college ranks use. And with Philly, you have a, a young coach who in his first press conference could not speak. He, 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 he mumbled over his words. He stumbled over them. Sound like he was drunk. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Um, but the first seven games, I think it was, Philly was like two and five. And they, they finished seven and three in their last 10 games. But the Bengals in that same 10 game span were five and five. And the reasoning being is Nick Sirianni realized the running game was the way to go. And once they figured out that running game, they were the best running team in the NFL. But with that being said, I probably still would take Zach Taylor just for the fact that a lot of these voters are supposed to vote on how they perform in the regular season. But you know damn well they let the playoffs influence them a little bit. So the fact they made it to the Super Bowl... The fact that they came back from 18 points down against a Super Bowl team. He has a lot more feathers in his cap than Nick Sirianni. So I think Zach Taylor is going to win the, the Coach of the Year award there. And, you know, rightfully so. MVP, again, if I think I talked about last week, it, it's basically just down to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. If Tom Brady pulled off that comeback against the Rams, he he would have been a lock. Because again, some of these these voters like to use the playoffs 
include it into their decision making. I mean, you look at the stats, Aaron Rodgers, he wasn't as good as last year, but he was still very good. Tom Brady was as good as last year. But here's, I, I think, where the difference is going to hold Brady back from getting the MVP. Yes, Rodgers had one game that he didn't play in. And Green Bay struggled mightily. But Brady got shut out by the Saints. And I think at that time, I don't think Jameis Winston was playing. I think he was already hurt. So that may be a little bit of a, a black mark on... Tom Brady's season. Then you look at their teams. You know, compared to teams, MVP should be just what it says, most valuable player of that team. Aaron Rodgers had Devontae Adams. That was it. His, his next receiver, I think, had like 400 yards receiving. They don't have a, a good second receiver. You look at, at Brady, before Antonio Brown went all haywire, he had Brown, he had Gronk, he had Mike Evans, he had uh, Goodwin. You know, he had weapons. So I think Rodgers is definitely going to be the one um, to win the MVP. And I think it's kind of leaked out there that he already did because some of the sports book uh, sites have taken off that bet and are no longer taking any more bets for it. As far as comeback player of the year, I mean, do I have to say more? Joe Burrow. To come back from a ACL injury to play this well, it may have been a different position, but there's only one other person that we saw bounce back this quick from an ACL injury, and that was Adrian Peterson when he was with the Vikings. You know, he, he was a top 10 in all the, the main major statistics. You know, stats, completion percentage, touchdown, like just everything. So, I mean, he definitely should get the award. And again, if we're going to include playoffs, not only once, but twice, he brought that Bengals team back from 18 down against a Super Bowl team in his second year. So, I, I can't think of anybody else out there that has done more than what Joe Burrow has done this past year. Once again, Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles are back in the news about Deshaun Watson being traded to us. Came out this past week that he supposedly contacted um, the Texans GM to see if the price changed at all for a trade. And by this point, how we need to do something. And in this hot minute take segment, I'm going to explain why I think Howie needs to do something right now. So if you look back at the, the past season when the, the Watson trade rumors started to fly, Hertz was not playing that well. Once the trade deadline got done, he showed improvement and played well, got us to the playoffs. 
If you're Howie Roseman, you need to decide right now if this kid is the kid you want to face, you know, the, the face of your franchise. You have three first round picks. You have a lot of early picks. Need to decide, okay, am I going to trade all of them for a trouble player? Or am I going to use those picks for a defensive back, for another receiver to complement Smith? And in my opinion, I think that's what he has to do. I think he should stick with Hertz unless you could get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson and not give up all three of those first-round draft picks because we need more help around the, the team than just the quarterback position. So that was my hot-minute take on the, the situation once again with Howie Roseman, Jalen Hurts, and Deshaun Watson. Before we go, um, there's one other topic I want to touch on a little bit here. And it happened earlier in this week. I think it was like like Monday or Tuesday it happened. And that's the, the unwritten goalie rule in the NHL where you're not allowed to hit the goalie. Well, this past Tuesday, the uh, Buffalo Sabres were playing the Ottawa Senators. And Arendelle, the Sabres goaltender, uh, the Sabres hit the, the puck behind the net so he went back there to kind of settle it down for a teammate so he left the crease and as um, the Senators forward Drake Batherson came in to you know try to get the puck Dell just laid him out with a, a shoulder block basically making Drake you know fly into the board and sust- uh, he sustained a sprained ankle Meaning he's out of the All-Star game because he already got voted into the All-Star game. But also, he may be out for several weeks, according to some of the team's sources. Um, And after seeing that, the question has been brought up. Should players be able to hit goalies leaving the crease? Now, I've been watching hockey for about seven, eight years now. And I never understood this whole unwritten, can't-touch-the-goalie rule. If you sit back and watch them, they do a lot more stuff to antagonize some of these players. Like, um, I think Lundqvist might have been one where he'll, he'll try to trip you with his his stick or hit you on the, the, the knee to get you a little farther away from him. Um, some of these goalies like to stay close to the board so that other players can't get around them. So they got to really force yourself around. My, my problem is when you're inside the crease... Yes, you should not be able to barrel into the goalie. But kind of like the quarterback rule here in the NFL, when you're inside the pocket, you're a quarterback. If you escape the pocket and start running, you're a runner. You could get laid out. And I think that's how it should be here. I think if you leave the crease, you should be able to lay out the goalie. If you're man enough to try to get involved in the play, and you have a lot more padding than some of these players, you know, at least it looks like and seems. You should be able to, okay, I see him coming in, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, protect myself and, and check him, body check him. And, you know, Aaron Dell gets a, a three-game suspension. Should have been longer, especially if this kid's out, you know, multiple weeks. Three games for a goalie is like a pitcher, you know. A pitcher pitches once every five days. This goalie may play 
two out of the four games of that week. But that third game that he's sitting, it counts. Like, there should have been some type of wording in there that, you know, somehow you're out for a week, seven days, instead of three games. And I think, honestly, I know they're worried about player safety and stuff like that, but again, you don't want to change the rule because you might hurt the, the goalie, but yet the other five players on the ice for the opposing team don't know if you're coming out to check them or, or whatnot. So there's more chance of injury if this rule doesn't get changed. And I, I really think it should. I think there should be something. Not sure what. I don't know if they do a, a penalty that, you know, if, if a goalie comes out of the crease and checks a guy, it should be a, a some type of penalty, interference call or, or whatnot. So I think that's going to be it for this week. Um, before I go, though, like I said, I'm going to be tuning in to the, the Coliseum NASCAR race this, this weekend. I'm curious to see how it is. Um, I've seen pictures of the, the Coliseum. I think it looks cool. As a person that's on the outside, pretty much on the outside, looking in at the sport, it may get me hooked. You know, I watched a couple races last year, which, like the road courses, um, I don't know. I'm curious about it. I'm excited about it too. So I don't know how some of you iRacers out there, NASCAR fans out there feel about it. Call the STS chat line, 612-STS-CHAT. Let me know what you think. Head over to staytunesports.net for all of our social media accounts. Our merch tab's up top there as well. And head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports. Just another way to show your, your support to the show which in turn will help the giveaway for next week for the Super Bowl. So make sure you guys tune in next Thursday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time and follow the rules that I'm going to announce on the show. And just want to give one last shout out to Max Graphics. Max Graphics, why settle for less? Any type of iRacing paint schemes you need or if there's any NASCAR guys out there, hit them up and... They'll, they'll make some good paint schemes for you. They definitely had some nice ones uh, Monday night in Erska. Uh, Chris Darling and Drew Eisman were in the duels there. Chris Darling will be racing in the, the opening Erska race Monday night. Forget about uh, Drew Eisman if, if he made it or not. Um, but a lot, a lot of the guys we had on the show here are making the jump to you know more competitive leagues, bigger leagues, and I'm excited for them. I'll be ruining them on. Till next week, it's your good friend Jimbo, signing out.